You know, you got to pick certain things that motivate you. The number one motivating thing for me, and I'm just being honest, was I was sick and tired of being poor. I was just exhausted. My mother was poor. My father was poor. My brothers and sisters were poor. All my friends were poor. All my relatives were poor. I lived in a poor neighborhood. We lived in a poor house. I was just like, wow, man. I watch TV. And I would see, you know, like at Christmas time, my father would put us in the car and take us out to the suburbs to see the Christmas lights. And I would see these big houses, man, with lights all on them. And they had horseshoe driveways where you just pull in and go all the way around. That was amazing to me. You know, we would pull up in the driveway, got a back out. You know, I've been doing that. And I kept saying, I told my father, I said, Dad, I said, why don't we get one of these houses? He said, boy, I ain't got no money for this kind of house. He said, but if you work hard, keep going to church like your mama say, you can make some money, you can buy you one of these houses. That was it. My motivation was to buy a big house so I could put up Christmas lights and, and, and drive in the driveway. And I'm going to tell you something. Every home I have, every house I've ever owned or built, you got to pull in one way and drive all the way around to come out there. I have never built, lived, or owned a home that did not have that driveway with gates on both sides. Never. That was the biggest motivating. So my advice is you have to find a dream that's so big that it overwhelms all of your fears and causes you to never give up. Now you're going to think about quitting no matter what you do. I've thought about it many times. But I always just kept thinking about that house. And I always dreamed of buying my mother and father a real house. And, you know, and before they died, I was able to do all of that. Bought them houses and everything. So you just got to find the right motivation. There's some other pieces to that. I'll tell you that on the next break. The confident man or woman is someone we all admire. Someone we all want to emulate, and rightly so. The confidence man, on the other hand, is something quite different. A colleague of mine had been approached by a stranger with a highly attractive, apparently very lucrative business proposition while on a business lunch in the Wall Street area. This out-of-the-blue proposal had all the marks of bona fide. Letterhead, seed capital, articles of incorporation, a board of advisors, in the years before he became someone my friend did business with, the man making the proposition had been active in the government operations overseas in some capacity that none of his current associates could actually explain. This former public servant intimated that the opportunity involved buying shares in a corporation set up to import and export fresh fruits and vegetables from Central and South America outside the North American growing season. Apples in April, plums in December, lettuce in February. However, under the cover of these fruits and vegetables, they would actually be selling weapons to both sides of a civil war in a medium-sized Latin American quasi-democracy, which was and is against the law and would be hard to account for if you had a chance to win big. My friend slipped away from his lunch table and placed one phone call to a man who would know. Sure enough, this very individual had been accepting investments from wealthy individuals all over the country without ever showing his books. Furthermore, so the plan ran, 
Investors would be invited to inspect the foreign warehouses where their goods were stored and then held for sizable ransom from their families, friends, and business associates. Can you imagine what kind of person would attempt to play such a trick on someone who knows his way around? So much for one of the few real confidence men that still operate out of a restaurant. You've got to learn to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. Nobody grows to be an adult in this day and age without the leap of faith, the act of confidence which says, I have the equipment to walk among people. I have the goodwill and the sharp eye to do well and to do more than just survive. And I assure you that when you sense confidence in others, you are sensing your own strength. And if they sense that confidence that you have in yourself, they can do nothing to harm you. What others have, you also have. But what others may lack, you don't have to do without. And you can be absolutely confident of that. You know, I, I think, Marie, life's greatest heartbreak is being untrue to yourself. And... Um, I come from very humble beginnings. I have a great family. And yet the people around me said, if you become a lawyer, like I basically had a choice, become an engineer, a, a doctor, or a lawyer. And so I followed through on that, and I went to law school, and I um, became a really successful litigation lawyer. And uh, I had you know, a nice place to live, and I had a nice car, and I was making great money, and people said, I'm on, you're on your way to being a judge. And yet, I would wake up every morning, and I would look at myself in the bathroom mirror, and I didn't like or even know the person who was looking back at me. And that, I love that word angst, you know, that angst just got to a point where I said I had to make some changes. And so I started listening to that silent whisper of my heart. You know, there's, there's something I believe in, which is instinct is much more powerful and wiser than intellect. And I think when all of us trust our intel, our instinct in a world that says intellect and logic is everything, we, we start to enter what Mr. Riley in the 5am club calls the magic. And that's sort of what happened to me. I find your destiny doesn't knock, it whispers. And so it wasn't, this epiphany, you know, right. it was just, um, I think when you start to trust your instinct and trust yourself versus the world and you sort of block out the opinions of other people, um, the pace of synchronicity starts to open up and these doors that you're supposed to walk through start to present themselves to you. Where I got my work ethic from was the hours I had to spend learning this. When you sit down and you're not smart, and you have a disability, yeah. and you still want to be at the top of your class, I didn't want to just get by. When I realized that I can learn through hard work, and I can beat the valedictorian in school, but I got put in 10 hours more a day than he does. You know what kind of strength comes from that? When you're sitting down, that guy, that, that valedictorian studied for an hour, and you know I caught you. I caught you, and I am dumb but I have the work ethic to catch you. That's where David Goggins got really invented. Yeah. Was at a kitchen table with 20 spiral notebooks that were empty. And then three months Run later, yeah. they were full. And when you can go through that, I still have them in my storage unit. You go through these spiral notebooks of your life and you realize, this is how I learned. This is unbelievable. 
There's no miles. It's not about the miles. It's that. Having a discipline every day to say, for me to learn this one math problem, it's going to take me 10 hours. Wow. And that's where it, and you realize through hard work, you can do, you can outwork anybody. Mm -hmm. No matter how badass they are. But that's the part people don't want to dive into. When I was a young man, I had a revelation that changed my life. I had read articles and sometimes books on time management over the years and made some lists and set some priorities and things like that. And I always felt, however, that my life was the sun and that all the different factors of my life were like planets that orbited around my life. And whether that was physical fitness or socializing or work or time management, they were all planets in orbit. What changed my life was when I realized that time management is the sun and everything that I do is the planets in orbit. Everything we do in life revolves around time because time is life. Is Time is the substance of our life. Is that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your time management. That everything we have or are or ever will be will be a direct result of how we use our time. And the wonderful thing is we're always free to use, choose how we use our time. And life is going to be throwing a lot of stuff. Nobody's going to be spared. That's why Victor Frankl called it unavoidable suffering. But suffering is a choice. You have a choice because you can suffer or you can choose to do whatever you need to do to liberate yourself. Whatever you need to do to reinvent yourself. Whatever you need to do to get the help that you need to overcome whatever you are stuck in right now. battlefield that goes on in your mind all the time and there's bombs that are exploding all the time fear anxiety i'm not good enough and a lot of times you're making those bombs explode and or somebody else is making those bombs explode right you have to take control of that space To give people a vision of themselves beyond their mental conditioning and their circumstances. To let them know that they have greatness within them. But Han, greatness, it's not our destiny. It's a choice that you have to make every day. You have to put yourself in a state of perpetual discomfort in order to manifest your greatness. You've got to reach outside of your comfort zone. So every day I look forward to the opportunity to inspire people to reach higher, to understand and know that what they've done is only a tip of the iceberg and it's possible. Power to me is the ability to close your eyes and imagine a world, the world the way you wish it was, and then open your eyes and make that world come true. Do great things while they are still small. The sage, the sage, does not attempt anything very big and thus achieves greatness. Greatness comes from being in the moment, here, present, in the now. Dreams without goals are just dreams and they ultimately fuel 
disappointment. So have dreams, but have goals, life goals, yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals. I try to give myself a goal every day. Have goals and understand that to achieve these goals, you must apply discipline and consistency.